Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Rams beat the 49ers 20-17 to in the NFC Championship game and will be going to the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium, Super Bowl 56 where they will be playing host to the Cincinnati Bengals, even if they are the road team, I think. But the Rams defeat the 49ers, end the six-game losing streak. Matthew Stafford now 3-0 and in his first season of the playoffs with the Rams and going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, the Rams and, and Sean McVay and Stafford and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Uh, and Odell Beckham Jr. and a number of other guys uh, that the list will go on and on just really feeling like they are that one win away now from bidding being able to put on the resume Super Bowl champions obviously Von Miller this will be his third Super Bowl and he has won one before and it's even just interesting to think about how casually we talk about Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. and Eric Weddle and Sony Michelle and even Matthew Stafford as members of the LA Rams. But this is a team that Les Snead constructed and put together with the help of his front office, his staff, and Sean McVay. And they put together the best roster, I think, in the NFL. And definitely, we can say the best roster, the one that won the NFC and will get to face the Bengals in the Super Bowl uh, and did it pretty much so much of this being constructed, not just off of a 2018 Super Bowl team, but a Super Bowl team that so much of this is turnover and new players after so many big names have exited the door over the last few years since that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. So it is a credit, I think, to Les Snead. I've been saying it year uh, over and over again. I don't know why he's not the obvious executive of the year because I think to some degree people have been rooting against the Rams, not wanting the team to win the Super Bowl simply because they're committing the sin of trying to win the Super Bowl. So every time this team made a move where it was like trading for Matthew Stafford or adding Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller or, or, you know, even drafting Tutu Atwell, it was criticized uh, as some team that's like being a tryhard and uh, that they shouldn't deserve to go to the Super Bowl if it looks like they're trying too hard to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, won't it be fun to watch a disaster if they try so hard to win in the Super Bowl and then they end up not getting even close to the Super Bowl. And then it became a point here against the 49ers where it seemed like a lot of people were picking the 49ers, a lot of people were rooting for the 49ers, and a lot of people were happy to see the 49ers up 17-7 to going into the fourth quarter. But that is why you trade for a guy like Matthew Stafford um, so that he can give guys like Cooper Cup much better chances than what he was getting before. A lot greater odds of being able to increase the value of elite players like Cooper Cup. And, you know, now obviously with a game like this, Odell Beckham Jr. having his best game in three years, his most complete game, helping the Rams get to this point. And obviously Aaron Donald 
essentially Aaron Donald making the play to end the game on third and 13 against Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, where he uh, is just terrorizing him. And, and, and you could just feel that uh, moment there where it's the final play or it's third and 13 and you're thinking, okay, well, if the Rams just get these one stop, two stops here, uh, and you can just feel that moment of probable terror in Jimmy Garoppolo's eyes when he's running around and the guy chasing him is the best player of the 2010s other than Tom Brady. And the guy is taking every, Oh my God. Like you just think about how much Aaron Donald was saying in that moment, I'm going to go to the super bowl right now. Shut up, Jimmy Garoppolo. You're done. And knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo would, uh, you know, throw that ball up in the air to whoever uh, could catch it, and it was Traven Howard. I'm Kenneth Arthur. Normally with me after every game is Blaine Didasco. We tried it tonight, uh, but Blaine, who is at the game, was at SoFi Stadium. Uh, we did the call. We tried, and uh, there were just not a good connection because there's probably just because of all the pandemonium around SoFi Stadium uh, with a lot of uh, people using their cell phones, I would imagine. Um, and there was, uh, you know, a lot made about the crowd. And uh, at the, ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you know, I think the, the Rams made a lot of fans tonight, uh, got a lot of people's attention. And as much as they root against a team that is trying to win, they uh, will also, as we've seen with Tom Brady, uh, sometimes root for the same people that they were rooting against and hating uh, if they think that they can really you know, respect greatness. And I think if the Rams can take care of business against the Cincinnati Bengals, um, you will not be able to deny that as Super Bowl champions, Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay and Aaron Donald – uh, and Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr., all first-time winners, uh, if they can add that to their resume. Andrew Whitworth, you know, it's just that one level up in the way that people talk about you as an NFL athlete, as an NFL coach. Uh, you're always going to have that Super Bowl win. And uh, getting to the Super Bowl of two here for Aaron Donald, I mean, it's just that's what I think of when I see Aaron Donald um, rallying the Rams in the fourth quarter and then going after Jimmy Garoppolo and ending the game and, and really just putting the final touches on this as Aaron Donald. And you look at his resume and he's got four defensive player of the year awards and you can make a case that he should win another one this year. And if we were counting the playoffs, I think he would have to be the defensive player of the year because he has willed the Rams to this place and to this position defensively. Um, it was really feeling like, this was uh, the opportunity for the Rams to do everything seemingly right, except for one or two plays, whether it be a drop or a drop uh, or a poor challenge or a bad timeout. Uh, it would just be just enough wrong to offset everything that was right. But the Rams did get that tonight without Blaine Didasco here. I'm just going to do something a little different, a little unusual, because I don't think that everybody wants to hear one person rambling to nothing at all. So I'm going to go through some of what's being said online and share that 
now here <laughs> with you. This is good. Did you know that in the last seven games, the 49ers are six and one against Sean McVay and the Rams six and one now, I guess in the last seven games. So uh, that streak uh, of whatever it was is over now. Uh, I guess it stands in the regular season, but it means a lot, I think, for Sean McVay to get his second Super Bowl before Kyle Shanahan had gotten his second Super Bowl um, and to keep him directly out of it. Uh, it means something here in the NFC West, in the NFC, uh, for McVay Shanahan, for Stafford versus whatever will come his way here in the next few years in the NFC West. And... That is one part of this aspect of the game here where the Rams uh, really had to make a point after everybody had been counting them out for so long. Even when they say like, yeah, yeah, they're so good, then why do they uh, suck here in the middle of the season losing three games in a row? And it felt like a lot of people take an early opportunity to dance on the graves of the Rams Super Bowl hopes this season. But you just, as we've seen, as the theme is in the playoffs, you never count a team out. I tweeted during the game when the Rams were down 17 to seven that you just, what does a lead mean in the playoffs? The Bengals were down 21 to three. So any where uh, I was looking in the playoffs or last week, uh, the Rams saw what it was like to lose a lead. So maybe that was something that just made them more prepared to come back and win this game and know, hey, and I think like when you have a guy like Matthew Stafford, you can come together and know, hey, we are uh, going to I, get something out of it. I think like I would feel if I was because – even Aaron Donald is a football fan and he's watching the Rams as a fan of the Rams. And he's watching Matthew Stafford as a fan of the Rams. So he's watching the quarterback as a fan of the Rams, just as you are. And when you look at Matthew Stafford as the fan of the Rams, if you're actually Aaron Donald, doesn't that inspire you a little bit more? Doesn't that make you think a little bit more, man, if that guy is going to run for the first down and take that hit for this team, what am I going to do the next time I go out here for this team? So I think everybody was a little bit more inspired just because everybody's always watching the quarterbacks, including his teammates. And I think Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., these are guys that uh, were waiting to have someone to connect with at the quarterback position in the NFL um, until they got to Matthew Stafford here. Uh, and I think that is something that has also inspired Sean McVay and has also just brought people around. So I think that calling the Matthew Stafford trade, you know, the best move of the year when it happened and just thinking like, this is something that's not going to be topped. And I think by the fact, by the fact that Matthew Stafford is going to the Super Bowl uh, in his first year with the Rams, a year after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl in his first year with the Buccaneers, I think teams uh, and quarterbacks are going to start saying, we need to start shuffling the deck. Um, a lot of people are going to be thinking it's time to shuffle the deck. You think Aaron Rodgers uh, was watching the Super Bowl or watching the NFC championship tonight, watching Matthew Stafford and not thinking, so that's all it took. The guy in my division that has been on the worst team in my division for every single year I've been 
with the Packers. You're telling me he's going to the Super Bowl before I did in the last 10 years. It's been 10 years since Rodgers went to the Super Bowl. And now this guy gets into the Super Bowl before he gets into his second. After all those years that he was ahead of Matthew Stafford. You don't think that this game, if not the 49ers beating him, if that wasn't the final straw for Aaron Rodgers, could it not be the 49ers now losing to Matthew Stafford and Rodgers having to watch Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl? Couldn't this be one of the main issues that might uh, force Rodgers to ask for a trade, which of course would send him out of the NFC is Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, not watching this game and thinking again, wow. So this guy was on that team. He said, could I go to a team that's better? And the team that he was with said, yeah, that's not that crazy anymore. I'll take a couple first round picks if I can get it. And then they do that. And it feels good for the Lions to do it. It feels good for the Rams to do it. You don't think that the Seahawks and Russell Wilson won't be thinking. I'm, I, I just, everybody's going to want to look at it and they'll say, huh, maybe the Broncos with Jerry Judy and Noah Fant and Cortland Sutton and Jerry, uh, and Jerry Judy again. Uh, and, and I was, you know, KJ Hamler. We'll find out, I guess. Um, and a pretty good offensive line. And now, uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, the new head coach. And I'm sure that people would be thinking that if they were Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. And I think even more quarterbacks will start to wonder, uh, even if are they like, am I of that level? Am I good enough then to ask for a trade and get it? Could I go to a better situation? So to see Stafford do that here in the first year, I think after Tom Brady did it the year before, um, we're just going to see such a much more tenuous relationship between franchise quarterback and the actual franchise. Uh, this here says that for the first time since 2013, a number four seed will win the Super Bowl. I thought that was interesting too. No one seeds, of course, made the conference championship game. Only the Chiefs as a two seed made it as a two seed. Uh, and then you had four seeds. So the Rams and the Bengals make it in as a four seed, uh, whatever that means. You know, it's just a game here or there sometimes, you know, a win here and there that could be decided on anything. Uh, it just means that home field advantage in the playoffs was not that great. And yet the Rams defeated the 49ers and people said they couldn't have home field advantage in any game. And there you go. I guess it was all about the trap. Maybe it's more about the travel and not being in your uh, comfortable home and your places and everything and less about the noise. I don't know. But uh, we've got the Rams hosting the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. Uh, SoFi Stadium now getting the practice of hosting a conference championship, so a big game. And so at least... Uh, they got that in. Hopefully people didn't have too many issues with SoFi Stadium uh, as the Super Bowl will be there in two weeks. And that is going to be one of the uh, highest rated football games of the year. I guarantee it. This here says no matter what happens, the Bears will have played the Super Bowl winner from each season dating back to 2017. Well, who cares about that? I don't think anybody listening to this would. So I won't say it. Uh, Matt McVeigh gets to go against Zach Taylor in the Super Bowl. Now, this is a storyline. Uh, no question. Zach Taylor. I got to give the bagels credit for loyalty after all of those years. Can you believe that Zach Taylor 
has won three playoff games as head coach of the Bengals, and Marvin Lewis was there for 16 years, and he didn't win a single playoff game, and he even had Carson Palmer for a while. And now the Bengals, obviously, they got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Seems like a lot of the same Bengals, to be honest with you. It seems like that's, did the Bengals even change? But uh, there you go. Zach Taylor, just after all those losses in the first couple of years, I got, you got to give credit to them for not being too reactionary and obviously just understanding what was the Bengals going to do last year with, you know, Joe Burrow gets hurt and they didn't have uh, all that great of uh, players. And yet here they are in the Super Bowl. So credit to Zach Taylor. And uh, obviously I think that only helps uh, not just know maybe like the tendencies or back and forth, because that's obviously going to be both coaches, but it only helps to, I think, have that sort of confidence uh, for Sean McVay to, uh, you know, sort of know really what he's up against, even though this is, you know, an AFC team. And I think that they are not going to take the Bengals lightly. Uh, the Bengals ranked 17th in DVOA over football outsiders. It just means that they are like an average team in efficiency over the course of the entire season. But none of that matters when you, you know, you beat the Kansas city chiefs on the road and uh, come back from a 21 to three deficit and do all that and uh, have some really talented players. So I think none of that stuff should really matter for uh, with regards to, you know, their DVOA. And I think the Rams won't take them lightly uh, for any number of reasons, but knowing Zach Taylor, I think it's going to be in that Sean McVay really respects Zach Taylor. That's why he hired them. That's how he knows that he would become a head coach one day. So it's, there's not going to be anything taken lightly here from Sean McVay to the opponent, even if the opponent is a bit of a surprise team. Um, Matthew Stafford, is two weeks away from playing in as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. Like what? Like I said, why would Aaron Rodgers not be uh, extremely upset tonight? Uh, carry on Johnson. I once told my got told by Super Bowl appearance quarterback Matthew Stafford to stop fumbling the effing ball, and I think that's something I'll tell my grandkids. Former Lions running back Carry on Johnson giving a. Uh, you know, a shout out to Matthew Stafford in the mo one of the more interesting ways tonight. Terrell Owens says congratulations to the Bengals and the Rams, but I'm extremely happy for Odell Beckham Jr. Baker Mayfield totally screwed that situation up. In the words of Kendrick Perkins, carry the hell on. So, you know, I like the way that receivers feel that they are in a fraternity, uh, even when separated by years. But uh, yeah, not a lot of love for Baker Mayfield tonight, a guy who probably didn't expect to, A, lose so much commercial time to Patrick Mahomes, and uh, B, find himself as a subject of uh, ridicule by the time of the NFC Championship somehow, uh, and yet here we are. The uh, Matthew Stafford has 49,995 passing yards and 323 passing touchdowns in the regular season on his career on February 13th, he will break the NFL records for most passing yards and most passing touchdowns by a player making his first Super Bowl appearance. So there you go. Matthew Stafford making it to the Super Bowl after uh, a very illustrious uh, career in terms of the statistics. A lot of people saying that's why all he did was the statistics. Uh, but I thought, you know, I thought if you, anytime you watched him, I think he was pretty 
fun to watch. And now seeing him on the Rams, it's even uh, more obvious because of all the talent around him, of course, Uh, not to take anything away from Cooper cup as an MVP candidate. I just can't believe that there isn't more talk about how he can only be an MVP candidate when uh, Matthew Stafford is his quarterback. And that has to have something to do with it. Um, Field Yates tweeting out that Cooper cup in his total of number of games this season, 20 games, uh, 170 catches, 2,333 yards, 20 receiving touchdowns. So uh, I also uh, had seen that uh, Cooper Cup, 18 um, games this season with at least 90 yards, which is four more than any other player ever, uh, including, you know, Jerry Rice and, and Terrell Owens himself. So there you go with regards to Cooper Cup, just not the type of season that um, anyone uh, knew was not, you know, it's not that Cooper cup wasn't capable, capable of having a really good, good season or a great season. Uh, but this is like Eastern Washington pro style, um, type numbers and, and what he's doing against NFL defenses. Like, hello, the, the 49ers, you know, they could shut down the Packers. They could shut down. They were, they were doing so many things so well. And the, the Rams came into this game without the strongest, uh, without the healthiest, I should say, offensive line uh, at the left side and, and not knowing exactly what was going to happen there. And here we are. The The Rams did enough to beat the 49ers and to get to the Super Bowl, which is in two weeks, February 13th uh, at 3.30, I believe, uh, at SoFi Stadium on NBC. Stay tuned for Turf Show Times. I'll be back with another podcast this week where I'm going to get Blaine Didasco back on the show and get his reaction because he was at the game and we'll talk about what the atmosphere was like at the game and we will go over uh, the Bengals and uh, the 49ers and the Rams and all it means here for Matthew Stafford and McVay and Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald to reach the Super Bowl here with the Rams in 2022. Subscribe to Turf Show Times on your podcast apps, and you'll be getting another episode here very shortly.